Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. Rolling out on this Tuesday, Steve, Adam, Angel out here at Nova Home Loans. We're going to get to another one of the uh, Oakland A's relocation spots. Wanted to track down someone from Vancouver. Could Vancouver be in the mix? <laughs> We've gotten a lukewarm response from a lot of the media people. Now, I, you know, as I was saying, Alex Coffey from The Athletic last hour, uh, we're too often a very sour lot, or you could also say a realistic lot when it comes to being used as a pawn in different cities, right? So a lot of the guys we've talked to, a lot of the women we've talked to, uh, and Alex Coffey was actually, she's on the ground in Oakland, so she told us about the stadium situation and how wide the gap is. Uh, but, you know, we talked to folks in Louisville and Nashville and Portland, and we're bouncing around the country, these different spots. And they're all like, well, I don't know if the money's here for a stadium. I don't know who would be, you know, building the stadium. We don't know if the fans want baseball. This is not the Raiders. This is a much different situation. But the A's are here. And last night ruffled some feathers back in Oakland. Uh, Dave Cable, who is the president with the A's, was at the Golden Knights game and simply tweeted out, wow, with a video of, the Fortress going freaking crazy. Well, you know, things are delicate in Oakland. They're pissed. They're yeah. pissed. And the fans are caught in between. And this is always the worst situation. So according to your paper uh, today, the A's brass were slated to meet with uh, Clark County officials. That was at the uh, Clark County Government Center, downtown Las Vegas. Uh, also scheduled to meet with reps of Las Vegas. And Henderson. And there's people out there like, well, you just said downtown Las Vegas is where they met. Listen, Clark County is different than <laughs> Las Vegas in terms yep. of government and management. Clark County and Las Vegas and Henderson. And you could throw in North Las Vegas if they were going to get into the mix. But, yeah, the uh, the A's are going to meet with reps from Las Vegas and Henderson. We know Henderson has was already kind of messing around with the Diamondbacks. By the way, the Diamondbacks were also messing around with Vancouver. So we're going to have a media guy from Vancouver on. Rob Williams will be up in about 10 minutes and then uh, included in this whole mix would be uh mayor goodman as well we'll be talking to the a's so i'm i'm sure her pitch will be for you would assume cashman oh yeah i don't know if they're going to be looking to build a baseball stadium next to the uh, smith center she will also offer up the people as experiments if yes they, yes if they so desire one of the highlights yes. low lights <laughs> of the pandemic but uh yeah mayor goodman um, we'll speak to the A's and yeah, a Henderson spokeswoman confirmed that the A's also reached out. So they have a meeting on Thursday. Uh, but you know, the Henderson situation is very interesting because if, as you say, the Raiders are kind of lukewarm on having the A's here. Well, I mean, that, that area would kind of be, it's a big area, you know, from the Raiders practice facility, even all the way up, down, whatever way West. Yeah. Over to whatever direction it is, uh, yeah. over to the M it's, there's still, there's a lot of land. But you wonder, like, where in Henderson they would be thinking about. Well, thought, well, I mean, I don't think they're going anywhere near where the Raiders facility is. I, I mean, frankly, Henderson is annexed, like, way south. And the Raiders. Even the Valley, too. So, I don't I mean, like, you could, put a, you could put a freaking stadium outside of the, you know, as you're going down a freaking prim if you wanted to. I don't know how much of that land the Raiders own. I can, I could see them snatching it all up and just saying, you're not building here. Like, right. I mean, I, I, I think it'll, it would go to that level. And, by the way, I don't know when the last time you were out by the facility is in Henderson. Like, Everything to the east is is all built is, up, right? Built now, strip mall heaven. Oh yeah, giant Costco, bunch of a uh, uh, bunch of you know. Who's that right? Pl- oh yeah. Oh man, I went to one of the busy. I went to one of the busy Costcos over the weekend. Oh boy, 
Too many people. There's a lot of people there. I've got my secret location. I hear. Went to a busy one. Woo. Got to move it. Got to move it. I hear they're actually building a Texas Roadhouse there, too, which. Oh, is that right? If they do. Well, the one up you're the one up on uh, Craig is freaking. I drove by there a few weeks ago. Freaking mobbed. Yeah, was like mobbed not, for lunch. Was there not too long ago. Um, I know. I mean, I know where I'll go every day for lunch after, uh, after practice. Texas Roadhouse? Do you know what they have for lunch? What they have for lunch? Oh, do you get a steak every day? All of a sudden, oh, you're, you're a steak eater? No, you get chicken, chicken, some grilled shrimp. Okay. The house salad is incredible. I love there. the grilled shrimp. Oh. The anti-Ari. Oh. Anti-shrimper Ari. Not Adam. <laughs> he'll, he'll eat if he gets good grilled shrimp. He cooks it at home, he said last last week. He's cooking at home. He doesn't know how to get it so that he doesn't have to clean out the poop and oh. chop off the tails. But And then you got informed, like, you can get that. They'll, they'll clean it for you and get it ready made. Nice. That's nice to know. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, you go uh, the grilled the grilled shrimp and chicken breast combo with the mixed vegetables and the house salad. That's about as good as the lunch gets. We have Stormy Bonatoni coming <laughs> up at three forty-five. Check that four o'clock to talk a, a lot about what happened last night to the Golden Knights. It could not close out the series. They were up three-one. I'm not going to say it was a flat spot. Well, the, the first period wasn't good, but the second period was crazy good. They couldn't win the game. So Stormy's coming up in just a little bit. Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. From the fantastic Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. So we've used the word pawn a bunch of times with the A's and what they're doing now, traveling the country, maybe the continent, looking for a new home while negotiating or trying to restart negotiations with Oakland. But in this case, I don't mind being a pawn because we're not like it used to feel kind of desperate, right? We weren't a major league city. So now we're like, all right, you want to come here? You better be good. And I don't know that we're backing up the Brinks truck. I don't know what's going to happen on that front. So I like covering the story. And I also like, I like the fact finding we've been doing, uh, of all these other cities, you know, cause everyone in their cities gets a bit insular and they, you know, they don't really know what's going on. You know, when we talked about Portland, uh, A's to Portland, I saw, you know, immediately it's, it's all, Oh, is there a city there? You know, it's, it's all burning down. It's like, it's not all burning down. <laughs> Stop being jerks. So I'm really curious about Vancouver cause Vancouver has been mentioned at, you know, as a potential relocation spot for the A's. Apparently the diamondbacks were fooling around with Vancouver. I think there's a desire in Vancouver to have baseball there, but that's why we bring in the experts. So uh, Rob Williams is with us. He's in Vancouver, covers the scene. He's up on Cofield and Company. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Real good. Um, I want to get to a little hockey because you are Rob the Hockey Guy. Love that. Good original <laughs> nickname. I like that a lot. Uh, we'll get to that in a couple minutes. So give me the feel because I, I saw your story uh, the other day. Give me the feel for the, kind of the reaction to Major League Baseball. Yeah, you, you know, Maybe considering Vancouver, even Manfred mentioned Vancouver as an expansion spot. So, what's the vibe there? Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, I, I, I think anytime you bring up the possibility of a, of a new team coming to town, I think the first reaction from folks locally is that there's some, I guess, maybe a bit of denial or, or, or you know, refusing to believe that it's that it's actually serious. And I think. 
right. Uh, the big thing that Vancouver is missing is an owner that's stepping up and saying, I want a team and I want to bring him to Vancouver. And I think that's the thing. If Vancouver had that, there'd be a lot more belief in it. Uh, we've seen a lot of, a lot more chatter about, about bringing an NBA team back to Vancouver. And I think that seems like a, a more realistic possibility uh, just be, you know, because uh, Rogers Arena, where the, where the Vancouver Canucks play, is a suitable arena for, for basketball. So I, I think that talk is, seems more realistic. And, and even then, um, you know, the owner of the Vancouver Canucks, Francesco Aquilini, is, seems a little more resistant to, uh, to spending the money that it now takes to, to, to buy an NBA team. Uh, in terms of, of Major League Baseball, I mean, people in Vancouver would absolutely love it. Uh, Vancouver's, you know, there's, there's definitely a baseball culture here. Uh, I think if you see Seattle Mariners games every year, you know, there's a huge amount of people from Vancouver that, that drive down to Seattle and, you know, invade Seattle and cheer for the Blue Jays. So I think there's that. I, I, I think there's just the question of, uh, you know, is this real or not? I think going back to the basketball thing, because I think that applies uh, to baseball as well, why didn't it work? And, like, why, why is there a thought that maybe now basketball could work when it didn't before? Yeah, I think I think people in Vancouver feel pretty hard done by by the NBA. Uh, you know, when the Grizzlies came into the league in in the, the mid '90s, they, they were only given six years to succeed. Uh, the, you know, they they drew uh, really good attendance numbers. They had better attendance numbers in the first couple of years in Vancouver than Memphis had for the Grizzlies in the first couple of years uh, in Memphis. So, I, I think that the the Canadian dollar was it was a sixty cent dollar versus the U.S. dollar at the time. Uh, the NBA also put in uh, many restrictive rules. I mean, as good as the Vegas Golden Knights have had it, I mean, the Grizzlies and Raptors, for that matter, had it even worse, or you know, had it that you know that much, but bad, <laughs> where they couldn't get the number one overall draft pick for their first uh, handful of years in the league. They were they had a lower salary cap that they were allowed to spend to. And then also, Stu Jackson, their general manager, was completely incompetent. So you know, whereas the the Raptors were drafting. You know Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. The, the Grizzlies were getting, uh, you know, big country, and you know Sharif Abdurrahim was an all-star, but you know a one-time all-star. But you know, not they they didn't have the the, the management, um, you know, on their on their side. And they they you know fans in Vancouver they just needed some semblance of hope, um, you know, uh, uh, of having a team. Not even I'm not even talking a playoff team. Just not don't be the worst team in the league just about every year. <laughs> Uh, so I think I think that's um, I think people in Vancouver believe that that we were a bit hard done by the first time, and also Vancouver is a growing city. It's a you know 2.5 million um, population now. So I think there there is reason to believe that uh, that it could work a second time. But uh, you know I keep coming back to the owner, and um, you know with baseball, it's the, the additional question is the stadium. Uh, Vancouver has a 45,000 or uh, 54,000 seat. Uh, stadium BC Place, but it's not the best stadium for it. There is a, a small retractable roof. It's more like a retractable skylight. Uh, so it's and it's <laughs> artificial turf. It's it's you know this is not like a you know a beautiful stadium. I mean the the perfect uh, the ideal stadium would be uh, you know like what Seattle has with T-Mobile Field with a retractable roof and, and real grass. If, if Vancouver had that ready ready for baseball, I think uh, it'd be a much different uh, conversation. Well, first of all, we are not going to stand for Bryant Reeves slander on this show. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I had his, hey, 
You know what? In high school, I had his jersey, so I, I like the guy. But you, see, <laughs> <laughs> he was great. Uh, I also, it was interesting something you said there. The the people of Vancouver tend to be Blue Jays fans, even though it's way across the country. Just because, just because it's the only ca- Canadian team, is that why? So it's uh, it's split. If I, if I were to if I were to guess, I, I would say it's probably split about eighty twenty. Uh, you know, maybe the Mariners were better. They they went over a few more fans. Uh, the Mariner there there is a contingent of Mariners fans here, and they absolutely despise the Blue Jays because there's a you know there's definitely an anti-Toronto sentiment. I mean, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are like the most hated team in in Vancouver, but there's a lot of Blue Jays fans, a lot of Raptors fans. Uh, so yeah, the Blue Jays, and I think a lot of that is driven from television here. Like we all of the Canadian national sports networks, you know, TSN, which is the equivalent of ESPN and and Sportsnet. Um, both, uh, you know, you know, you basically get Blue Jays rammed down your throats, <laughs> no matter where you are in the country. So, so it inevitably uh, breeds uh, breeds more uh, Jays fans out here. Uh, you, you mentioned some of the potential, you know, where they could build that kind of thing, what they could play, uh, what you could do there. I mean, would there be an appetite for any public money going to build a stadium? Uh, I mean, it's it's tougher. I think it's tougher in, to to get the support for that in Canada versus uh, the United States, is just as we've seen over the last uh, you know twenty thirty years. Um, that maybe I, I I tend to think not not. Yeah, it, it's it's so hard to say because it, it, we just haven't come that close to to making this actually real where somebody's really done that. So I don't know necessarily what they. Say I, I I do think it, it might be a, a, a bit of a tough sell, um, you know, to pour too much public money into a, into a stadium. But you know, people would certainly be excited about it here. Um, the last the last major stadium that was built was in the mid '90s, which was Rogers Arena, which you know where the Canucks and, and the um, and the Grizzlies used to play. Uh, that was done completely private with private money. So um, we've never really seen it out here, so I can't really say. But I, I tend to think that there'd be a lot of resistance for sure. And if, if I guess is there a is there a location where it would work maybe in the city? I know I haven't spent a lot of time there, just a little bit, but um, yeah. I don't remember there was much room in the city. Maybe outside the city somewhere. I know you have a lot of trees, but those aren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know what the the most natural spot I think is uh, where the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, MLS team they tried for multiple years to build a waterfront stadium. Uh, that overlooks uh, the, the mountains and right on the water, and it's right next to all the major transit hubs, uh, and it would have been built over railroad, railroad tracks. Um, that, I think, always sounded like a great idea to sports fans in, in, uh, in this city. Uh, there was a lot of complications because it was over. They needed provincial and federal approval because it was over, um, because it was right on the port and over the railroad uh, tracks. So, that if they could ever get that done, I mean that would just be spectacular. I mean, it, like I say, if, if you could if you could tr- if you could pick up T-Mobile Field in Seattle and, and drop it right on the waterfront there, uh, you know that would be one of the most picturesque, arguably the most picturesque stadium in all of Major League Baseball. But uh, you know, the price of real estate in Vancouver is not cheap, uh, so it, you know it, it's all. Uh, you know, really difficult um, to put together, and, and so and that's you know they need somebody that's that's willing to to spend big bucks, and, and so far we haven't we haven't seen that. Rob Williams in Vancouver is with us. You know, I saw in your story last week 
uh, you put in a tweet, and uh, I'm going to botch this guy's name. Is it like Irfan Gafar said? Uh, yep. He tweeted out, y'all ain't going to support a baseball team here in the summer, not for 81 games. Well, is that a suggestion that Vancouver is just people there just go gaga during the summer to be outdoors and they're not going to be interested in watching baseball? See, I think I think baseball holds the advantage of like it's you know it's a perfect outdoor sport, and people in Vancouver love being outdoors. They love you know when the sun is shining, uh, you know people in Vancouver would love nothing more to do to, than to go and support a major league baseball team. I mean, what would they do if it's uh, you know a little bit chilly and maybe uh, drizzling rain? I'm not so sure, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the 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 debate wouldn't be you know would people have better things to do in the summer. I don't think it, it's, I think it comes back more to like, it is, I don't know if people in Vancouver really view themselves as a, as a two, uh, you know, a, a, t- a city that can necessarily support two major league teams. I think there's, there's, there's definitely, you know, debate around that among fans and, and, um, you know, getting back to the debate about the NBA every time, every time I write about uh, the possibility of the NBA coming to town, are, you know the comments are just filled with people going Seattle. Seattle deserves a team, like they deserve it. And then, like we're not even close to that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think maybe you know the the shadow of the Grizzlies having not worked out here. You know, maybe there's questions um, in that respect. But yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I guess there's just always that question: like, would it work? Is Vancouver big enough? You know, there's comparable cities. In the United States, that, that do support more than one team, there's not a ton of them, but there are there are a few. Um, so I think that's that's the big question, and, and the question is like, you know, is Vancouver a sports town or is it just a hockey town? Um, you know, are the, the the minor league baseball team that, that Vancouver has currently is uh, very well supported, but it's a single A team, and and the capacity is is under seven thousand. So, um, you know, that's always going to be the question mark. He's up on Twitter at Rob, the hockey guy. So let's ask you a couple of hockey questions. First of all, how do you, uh, what's your biggest narrative? What's your biggest takeaway for how the Canadian bracket has played out so far in the NHL playoffs? Oh yeah. Well, it's been, I mean, especially the, um, the Edmonton Oilers being out so soon, uh, you know, after the season that Connor McDavid just put together, I mean, uh, uh, you know, the best season we've seen in the NHL in at least 20 years. And uh, for the Oilers to be, you know, Given a quick exit again after being eliminated in the uh, in the in the playing round last year, uh, that's just devastating for for Edmonton. So uh, that's been very very interesting to see. Uh, I think the the uh, Toronto Montreal series, uh, you know, I overshadowed a little bit by the the John Tavares injury uh in in game one but um it's been interesting to see how how the leaps have have persevered through that and you know now taken a a 2-1 series lead uh yeah it's 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 been very interesting i I just think that the the way it's just imploded for the uh for the oilers is just uh i mean it's a bit hilarious (laughs) when you know for in Vancouver here, seeing the Oilers uh, suffer will we'll not, uh, you know, will bring a smile to many people's faces around here. So they're having a good time with it. But, uh, but yeah, just brutal for, for, for Edmonton right now. Rob, Rob, we're up against they got about a minute left here. But what do you think happens with the Canadian teams uh, going forward in the playoffs? I know Vegas fans are very intrigued by if they play a Canadian team, where is that going to happen? 
Yeah, I mean, good question. The vaccine efforts have been going over, uh, you know, exceptionally well in Canada now in the last couple of months. You know, I think we've uh, even surpassed the United States for number the percentage of people with one dose of the vaccine. Uh, we're seeing that the uh, Montreal Canadiens are now, uh, if they make it to Game 6, they're going to be allowing limited signs in there. Uh, the Canadian government still needs to approve cross-border travel if, if that's going to happen. They might have to... Uh, relocate to a, a U.S. city. Um, I I, I kind of think that they they might get some sort of approval because uh, cases are, are dropping so fast here that that they might be able to have some sort of cross border travel uh, and make an exception for hockey. If there's one sport they're gonna, the Canadian government will make an exception <laughs> for, it'll be it'll be hockey, right? Rob, that was good, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. There he is, Rob Williams. Vancouver expert at Rob, the hockey guy. By the way, uh, news south of the border, uh, the Preds just increased their attendance to 14-107 for game six on Thursday. I, I, I had some people asking me today, like, what, at what point, what, is there a difference between 12 and 18, you know, at, at T-Mobile? Like, the, this graduation as you move up? I still think there is, and and like let's not forget, like it's not like they're just allowing people in. Like it is still mask. All right, so they're still being careful. They're still, be, they're still being careful in all markets. Most <laughs> okay. Uh, Dustin Hart is on the way. We're at Nova Home Loans. We'll get into a couple of building stories, construction stories down uh, in this part of town. We're actually in the southwest part of town, and then we do have Stormy Bonatoni at four o'clock. Cofield got his mortgage tuned up. You should, too. Call 877-700-NOVA now to lower your interest rate and lower your payments. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. Yeah, Nova Home Loan Studios here on a Tuesday. More hockey coming up. We'll get to the Golden Knights. Lost last night. That was disappointing. Thought they could close it out. They thought they could close it out. They played like they were going to close it out, and they just couldn't score. Dustin DeHart is here with us. Ari has questions every week, and we don't <laughs> always get them in. This one's an important one, and I, I relate to this one. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience relate to this one. Do we just ignore all these texts we get <laughs> yeah. from people <laughs> offering to buy our houses? Yeah. Because it is it is like endless. A lot of them? I, well, yeah. Answer the first part, and I'll fill you in. <laughs> well, sure. I, I've been receiving them as well on every property I own. Uh, I always hit back, yeah, like, uh, yeah, $1.5 million cash offer. Oh, you this do? Guy, yeah, That's like, what Ari was saying. Yeah, Ari's like, hey, what if I just crickets. tell him 750 <laughs> It's crickets. Now, here's the deal. These guys that are gals that are sending you these texts and phone calls, they're not trying to get your property for fair market value, right? They're <laughs> trying to get it for significantly less and then flip it. Now, there are times when are these Are they actually real estate agents so they work for mortgage companies just, or, or just are they just in a flipping investors, business flipping oh they're investors sure how do they get the numbers i you know and i always wonder that like does this really work but i guess if you call enough people right know, that's what i was gonna ask right. you like, it, like, it must work because right. they keep doing it right it's little scams like how does anybody ever fall for this but it keep going on so somebody is right but look there there is a need for this at times uh now you know, if people's house is in disarray or they got to move out or cash, you know, strapped for whatever reason, there are options. You know, Aaron Taylor, real estate agent, good friend of mine. He offers cash advances. He'll do repairs for anybody. You know, I know own. I know the guy that owns 
we buy ugly houses, right? Stupid name, but he's a great guy. He gives fair offers, right? And that's where these eye buying. Good guy, stupid name. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a dumb name, but you know, he, he, he'll admit it, <laughs> but it works. It works. He's had yeah, it forever. I like that. Everybody knows who it is. But that's where these eye buying companies have popped up. Now, this is where I want to talk about. It. You have to be careful with these, you, you know, offer pads, the uh, Zillow's, the uh, gosh, what's the other one? Anyways, there's a few of them. Now, they'll have you believe that, oh, we're so much cheaper than a normal real estate agent because we don't charge commissions. Now, that's true. They don't charge real estate commissions. However, They'll send you a cost breakdown worksheet that's very hard to understand, and they slip in all these crazy fees that you never pay with a local real estate agent, right? Then they'll slip in, oh, we need $7,000 in repairs, right? And when you add it all up, almost more, almost always, you're going to end up paying less with the real estate agent just on the fees and repairs that these iBuying companies are charging you and they're offering you less than market value because they turn around and sell it for a, a profit. That's what their fiduciary duty to their shareholders are right now. Look, I understand at the times this is convenient. This is an easy way to sell your house, but you are giving up cash for convenience. And if you understand that, and if you vetted out different companies and you know what you're getting going into, then go for it. But don't be misled that you're going to pay less because more often, almost always, you're not. You're going to pay a lot more. And I've seen upwards of $80,000 where if somebody oh, wow. went to an iBuying company versus not going to their real estate agent. You know, it's so be careful. You, you remember how I sold my car, right? <laughs> you remember that? No, what would you do? Well, I, somebody hit me and then the, took the off. Vin, it was a, uh, the Vin guy. It was a hit. We love him, too. <laughs> I know, I love yeah, no, we was, love open door as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Graney does. <laughs> it was, uh, We're good with all these companies, Dustin. Oh, they're good. You get, yeah, they you, are. You get, but, you get what I'm saying? You just gotta, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You just have to understand what you're getting into right. and make yeah, the right, right decision for you and your family. So who did you sell to? I was, I was a victim of a hit and run, right. and I was like deciding what to do. I was like, uh, how do you approach this? How, how do you handle it? And my wrecked car was just sitting in my yard, in my, in my driveway. <laughs> And somebody knocked on the door, and they're like, I'll give you $1,000 for that car. And I'm like, okay. Counts custom. I was like, okay. Imagine it's all yeah. tricked out now. Yeah. I was like, $22,000. I, I didn't know what I was going to do with that. I was like, have it towed somewhere? Like, what's it worth now that it's destroyed? Like, I, I don't know. They're like, I'll just give you 1000 cash. I'm like, all right, that's fine. If you take it. it worked out for you. Yeah. It was, it was, you it gave up cash for convenience there. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it was definitely worth more than that when it was when it was full. Like, I, don't know what it was, I don't know what a car is worth when it's destroyed. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can ask around, but I know I that's not have. your cup of tea. You don't. No, I was like, this is easy. You can't carve out the time. This <laughs> <No>. is easy. <laughs> what? It was just sitting in your front yard, too. Right? It was in the driveway. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So I get, uh, more often than not, I get the wrong name. Like, mm -hmm. hey, so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Want to yeah. buy your house? Right. I got a, hey, Brian, you want to sell your house? The one I get, I would say every three months, my brother's ex. Is that right? Is named Kerry. <laughs> And I get text huh. for Carrie. That's weird. I'd like, yeah. be like, hey, Carrie, you want to sell your house? I'm like, she's not, she's like 3,000 miles away. Right. I don't even know how that's getting crossed with all the I numbers and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, just block Needless the to call. say, I, I have sold some property. <laughs> or just hit them with a crazy <laughs> offer and then they'll, they'll take you off the sure. list. <laughs> she might have been using your name as like a fake for things. Like, I. I absolutely do that. When I have to fill out forms for things, I will fill out my friends just as practical jokes. Oh, I but I I'm sure they're up on Facebook. You and think be like, they're getting these numbers off of property records, but who knows? Yeah, you would you think. Know, like, uh, you would think. Um, so let's talk about construction around the Valley, and I'm not talking about 
uh, home construction, but commercial construction, right? Yeah. So like in this part of town, you're in the uh, southwest part of town mm -hmm. and Nova Home Loans is kind of right before the curve, sunset and 215 and, yeah. and Durango. So for the longest time, it's a big piece of property right across, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 215 and Durango. And it said, hey, future home of a station yep. casino. No so home. it looks like they're going to move on a Durango station. Mm -hmm. yep. talk, we've talked about, we, you know, you live out by the uh the Green hockey Valley. arena yep. right that that the new hockey arena and mm -hmm. you know going in there for the amphitheater we talked about values and what happens to the area I, I don't know what happens in this town when you've got a local casino is yeah. it good for value well, of, your, of your home in the area yeah great question so i my when i bought a house right literally right down the street right at the end of sunset uh, 2009, you know, great time to buy a house. <laughs> so, sure. you know, went crazy in the design center, probably had too much, too much wine and then saw my <laughs> value drop by 50% in 2011. But I remember they were opening that up or they were breaking ground and I'm like, well, this will be great. I was going to say, yeah. I remember too, cause I lived right yeah. there. Yeah. Probably, probably pretty close. To I where was you excited about it. I mean, look, I mean, it's not all of a sudden your house is going up cause Durango station, but look, I, I'm walking distance from my primary residence in Green Valley Ranch. I have a uh, a, a rental property literally across the street. I know that that rental property, that townhome has value because it's right next to Green Valley Ranch. You know, like if you, you can literally look in the MLS comments, this house is right, summer, beautiful Summerlin home right by Summerlin Mall and Red Rock Station. So I would imagine this is going to be a beautiful casino. You know what I mean? And okay. this will help. I mean, the amenities, the restaurants, all that. Now look, if it's a you know, the rainbow club or something like that. I don't know if that's actually going to help you, but <laughs> the station casinos that, you know, this will we'll be at the rainbow club. There goes that deal. We we're working on in Henderson. <laughs> I get your point. Yeah, you know what I mean? So happy. Yeah. Old joint. Right. I mean, but the, a station casino, you know, this is going to be over the top. Nice. This will help property values for sure. Oh, I, I mean, I wonder like not, to be specific, like you just were like, <laughs> whatever, but sorry, like, rainbow are there club. things? No, it's funny. Are there things that like, you would not want to be around. Like, I know one thing I was excited after I bought my house when I found out, like, there was no freeway off ramp. And I was like, oh, they're building one. That's got to be good. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, access to the property, that's really cool. Like, are there things that you'd, you'd hear, like, oh, I do not want that going up around here? The adult superstore. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> another another I, yeah. sponsor returning soon. Well, no? you don't want like a strip mall, you know, some rinky dink commercial going right next to you. You yeah. know what I mean? But, something like a durango station that's you know that's going to attract nice infrastructure all around that I, that's that's usually going to be well for it's, it's a weird one i had actually heard and I, I think i always thought this was very wrong but you know there was rumors i live in southern highlands there's rumors right that right across uh from the 15 on that property which now is talked about for baseball potentially allegiant was talked about maybe being built down there and people were like that's not good for property value i was like i, I feel like it would be yeah I well the, now you go into the whole traffic issue, which is what Steve was we talked about to. with the hockey arena, right? Because my neighbors Knights. were all up in arms about the Silver Knights, and that's going to be a disaster for traffic. And that, where I'm like, well, great, we're going to have a nice place. I can literally walk there, <laughs> right. and I'm I'm a, you know I'm on the other side of it, and I think it does. But yeah, that's you know the traffic issues and the you know all of that other stuff. That's where maybe a stadium. I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt your property values, but. That could deter somebody from buying. They're like, I don't want to live right there and have to battle all this. You know what I mean? And on the flip side, I think it would be pretty obvious if you've got strip malls around you that are going out. Sure. That that does not Absolutely help your area. Not. Yeah. Exactly. And we're seeing that all over town. 100%. Dustin Hart's with us. 877-700-NOVA is the number. I have, a, I have a story about Joan Rivers 
to get to. Yeah. I mentioned Joan yesterday. This is back-to-back days. I get I get to some Joan Rivers. But before we do that, because there's a real estate story tied to uh, Joan's estate, mm-hmm. mortgage tune-ups are rolling. Yeah. Rates are you know still pretty low. Yeah. And I'm telling you, folks, when when you sit down with Dustin for like 15 minutes, half an hour, like you may think you have no shot. Like you're just buried in right. your house. I'm screwed with debt. He starts working the number like he did it for me. He starts working the numbers. I'm like, what? How low? <laughs> so what'd you work on today? Yeah. So look, I do mortgage tune ups all day, every day. And, you know, the preponderance of times it's, you know, saving a little bit of money. It makes sense. Everybody's happy. But then there's those ones where like, holy moly, like, this is life changing. So these people, uh, they got themselves in a lot of debt. In fact, two years ago, they got a second mortgage to claw out of debt. Fifty thousand dollars with a five hundred dollar payment. And then COVID hit and racked up $55,000 more in credit card debts, right? So I'm paying off their first, paying off their second. I'm literally paying off $55,000 worth of credit card debts. Their mortgage payments actually going down a hundred bucks a month, but they're saving $1,700 a month in minimum credit card debts. So it's basically almost $1,800 a month. They're saying like life changing. That was their words to me. You know what I mean? So they've got a few more debts because I can only go up to 80% of the value of their house. They're going to pluck those off in about nine months was their plan. And then I showed them, all right, now, now turn that 1800, just throw a thousand bucks more at your house because you're debt free and they'll pay off their house 13 years sooner than they would and now be debt free. So, I mean, that, those, That's look, awesome. th- 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 these don't happen all the time, but y- you don't know if you don't call, right? At the end of the day, maybe we just pay off a few credit card debts or, you know, pull out some money for some home improvements or just lower your rate, but you got to call. I'm going to miss the first half of uh, the next show we're out here for because I have to come in and have the numbers worked. I've, uh, I'm climbing into, pun intended, heavy cat debt. <laughs> well, I need pet insurance. Do you have Does pet that insurance? work? I don't. I've always, I need it. I've, I've, somebody's told me it's great, and, and, uh, t- and ask oh, another person, it's and it's terrible. So I don't know. What, what a nightmare. Is. We have one oh, of our cats has uh, has some teeth issues. Oh, and all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you know, it's freaking, I'd rather have my own teeth pulled for the cost. <laughs> oh, it's so it's out expensive. of control. Oh, so expensive. I hope they're honest, too. You vets. You I have hope. no idea. I don't know. I don't know what the cat, I don't know if the cat needs one or five teeth pulled. Oh, man. You, well, my wife, like, if my dog has a sniffle, that's, it's right to the vet. I, I, I try to prevent that. I don't even know what, you know what it costs. But the I'm problem like, is whatever. I probably, I probably held off from, you know, held off the, uh, the SO for bringing the cat in and backfired on it. We have, so. tur- we literally had a doctor come to Please the house don't. for turtles. A house call for <laughs> yeah, a turtle? Because the eggs weren't coming. Yeah, I wouldn't think Oh. <laughs> You hear him just cut it off. He's like, ah, I'm not even yeah, like, There's actually a turtle doctor in town. If you guys need uh-huh. one, just give me a call. 577 <laughs> <laughs> All right, last couple of minutes here. Yeah, there's a Joan Rivers story out there. And I mentioned Joan Rivers yesterday because I was trying to come up with this. Uh, there's a new show on HBO called Hacks, right? And it's about... Is, is it good? I keep wanting to watch it. I think it's pretty good. Okay. I think you'll hate it. Um, okay. <laughs> but because you're like the, 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 the you know, the, the freaking Fair czar. Enough. Well, he's a czar of comedy. True. It's a funny premise. It's, a, you know, it's about a... A lady, not like Joe Rivers, but like oh, and and Rita, you know, Rita Rudner, that type, who had like a who has like a twenty five year uh, residency, and her popularity is going down a little bit, and she's got a writer coming, whatever. So I like it so far. I was mentioning there are some funny lines in it, and they're both kind of nasty. There's a writer, and they're both kind of nasty to each other. So anyway, man, I had no idea how much fortune Joan Rivers had amassed, and and she was also smart, I guess, yeah. in piling up some real estate. Now she sold out of this place. Yeah. She was in a place in New York, like right near Central Park, that right. has now been put on the market. 
for thirty-eight million dollars. But she bought it in eighty-eight. So you, what do you think uh, she paid for? It? Uh, like five million, probably. It, it was really low, and yeah. then I think she, I, I mean, it said it's ten million more than this yeah. person got it for. So yeah. I think she, her family or her estate, whenever she sold it, sure. got out with twenty-eight million dollars, or you know, whatever, right. twenty-plus million dollar profit. And if you if you look at the place, Arnold ostentatious is, is that? The oh word my God! It? There's there's Louis the Fourteenth mentioned, <laughs> yeah. right? I think a Saudi prince bought it. I'm like, yeah, that that's about who would fit Listen, in this house. This is, this is like so right. beyond the norm to talk <laughs> about ridiculous. this. But as I was looking at, it, I'm like, is it really going to be a buyer for thirty eight million dollars? Like when someone looks at that, they're like, hey, the yeah. property's awesome, but I got I have to gut it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like i don't even know like, i mean it's weird you, right it's location 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 you know i mean you're overlooking in manhattan central park you're gonna pay a lot and it's a penthouse so oh yeah you know it's uh joan rivers thought it was haunted <laughs> yeah so you don't get a discount for that she says uh well she had brought in a voodoo priestess to get rid of <laughs> get the home uh rid of the ghost it was supposedly jp morgan's niece no shocker there right huh. An original resident of the building. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the priestess, according to the New York Post, said, uh, performed a ceremony of chanting and drumming to get rid of the angry spirit. Uh, Rivers became concerned, here we tie it all together, uh, when her dog wouldn't enter certain rooms. Hmm. And she found the apartment to be cold no matter what she set the temperature to. So the ghost kept putting down the thermostat. How funny. Okay, now, from a serious note, like, have you ever dealt locally with... No, like, like clients were houses. like, I think this house is haunted. I don't know. We, <laughs> no. we, we had mobsters yeah. here. Yeah, what I were have. Doing? What were they putting out in the desert? Now we build right on top of the old mobsters. <laughs> I have not. allegedly. No, <laughs> no, it's not. It hasn't hit my desk yet. No. All right. Well, that's something to look for. <laughs> I would imagine with most people, the value would go down. Like most buyers would be like, I'm not buying the haunted place. Some might be interested or in more, or some might be like, oh, it's Joan Rivers and she hired her voodoo doctor. I think we're safe. Yeah. You know? the, the voodoo doctor worked. The did you ever did you ever live in a house as a kid? You were at, you, you were born here? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mean everything's relatively new here. Yeah. I've um, never experienced anything that I said, Oh boy, that's, there's a ghost or a haunted. You did know? you ever live in an old enough house on the East Coast where you were like because as a kid, you get spooked a little more easily? I, I haven't lived there and I don't really believe in ghosts or anything. No. But my, the house my mom grew up in, yeah. it's haunted. It's absolutely haunted. And I, and I don't I, believe where, it. Where's that? In Buffalo. And it's how, in how Orchard Park. Why do you say that? Yeah. We, like all of us kids, because we all used to go there like every holiday, every summer, everything. And we would all, you know, there'd be like 12 of us or whatever sleeping in the house. And it would, we'd all be like, what was that? <laughs> like, what on earth was that? Sure now, there's a lot of kids there. <laughs> no, no, because we were all like young and really, we were very young. Like, it's not like we were smart enough to be doing it. But absolutely, we were. And my my grandpa, my mom's dad, built the house himself, and he had died really young. So we're like, eh, there's something. Something is going on here. But I don't like. Listen, I don't believe in those things. But it's something was going on there. But everybody knows somebody that they really trust that has like crazy stories. You're like, wow. Like if you're making that up, you've done a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah or like, wow, that is yeah. freaky. I don't know what to say about that. You know. Who knows? Look at Adam. I didn't think you'd jump in on that one. Well, I don't believe it, but I was there. And there was things happening. Like, I would not be in that house alone. No way. No chance. <laughs> Dustin Hart's number, Nova Home Loans, 877-700-NOVA. Uh, military Appreciation Month. Yes, we got sir. a few more days here. This is really important to mention because you guys are providing a big savings. We are. So, so waiving our twelve ninety nine processing fee. So if you're a veteran, active duty military, need a VA loan, give us a call today. We'd love to help you out.
Trust Us is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call today at 577-2600 to learn how to purchase a home with $20,000 in down payment assistance. Dial up Dustin now, 577-2600. Message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I want to quote Steve Nash. That's not basketball. Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on, play the game the right way. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. Cofield and Company is on the road at the Nova Home Loan Studios. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Knicks are back. We're probably going to see a 4-0 sweep. Uh, but the Knicks are back, so the biggest loudmouth fan, uh, fans in all of sports are back. Uh, they're hard up for anything. That's Mayor Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York. He's getting panned for that. I think it's awesome. Uh, there's a problem. What's a wrong? huge problem. First of all, he's been on quite a run of awkwardness. He's an awkward guy. He is. He but- ate pizza with a fork. He was like... Like munching on a burger and fries last week because that was that was the that was the uh, incentive, uh, you know, to get people vaccinated. And it was weird. He he looked goofy last week wearing Brooklyn Nets gear. He also the he also he like he never had before. He was, he had he's also girl. he's also like a monstrously big guy. I mean, like six seven six eight. So I think it's just like awkward. His hands are too big. Yes. Um, like there are six seven guys who are. So I'm not going to crush it. Nothing wrong with people who are awkwardly tall. You're right. He, he wore the Nets jersey last week, and this week he's going after Trey Young, who's playing the Knicks. I'm not going to crush him for cheering for both the Knicks and the, and the Nets. It's wrong. But at the same time, like you are the mayor of the city of both teams, so yeah. that's fine. But you're accusing Trey Young of hunting for fouls. Mm-hmm. You were wearing a Nets jersey. James Harden plays for the Nets. James Harden plays. He said up. that's not the. <laughs> he said that's not the right way to play basketball. Harden and my Nets as a lifelong Nets okay. fan. Okay, but that's what he does. Like I'm not criticizing Harden either. Like Harden is unbelievable, but you can't say what, what hunting fan? for fouls isn't the right way to play the game. And then wear a Nets jersey. What fans self reflect? <laughs> that's fine. No one's. I guess. Do that. But you. But you're saying. You can't say it's not the right way to play basketball and then also cheer for the Nets. It's not. That's that's what the Nets do. I think I can do this as someone who was hair challenged. Okay. Isn't Trey Young's hair what you go after? Or is this one of those cases where I don't know about like some diagnosed horrific thing that he's got? I think At some good. point, do you just shave it down? I like that. Even hair. though you're like 24? Well, you've done that, but you love growing out your hair. Of course. I guess that's what you do when you're in your 20s. Or what you do when you're in your 50s like me and you try to trumpy in the hair. <laughs> try to Lou do or Gene Katie. That's Those are old references. I mean, I, I it's an awful comb over. Try to swirl on top. I don't mind the Trey Young. It's just he's, he's very bald. Well, he's he does. The forehead is getting larger. Yeah. And there's a lot of bald spots with it. But he might have some terrible affliction. So I'll, I'll retract what I said until I do some research. I don't think balding is a terrible affliction. Uh, he might have something worse. I don't know. You never know. If you do Trey Young's hair, is it one of the first things that comes comes up? Um, no, not really. I mean, I see haircut I'm, does. I'm looking at a story called "It's Time to Talk About Trey Young's Hair." Okay, we're gonna do that. Uh, Stormy Bonatoni's coming up. By the way, how do we get back to what we already forgot? The theme of the whole week with the guest. 
We had a Rob on earlier. Remember, Mike Malone got mad because he got called Mike Malone, so he said Michael. Mm. We had a Robert on earlier. He calls himself Rob. You're right. So what do we do with Stormy? Is that Stormy's real name? We're going to find out on the way back. Uh, maybe it's Gertrude Bonatoni on the way. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.